I want to personally welcome you to the Dream Talk podcast with Algernon Hall. Dreams are the foundation of this world. Dreams matter. Our dreams matter. It's time for us to dream, believe, and make history. I'm ready. Are you? Let's take this journey. Man, what's good with you? This is Algernon Hall, a.k.a. The Dream Catcher, your dream coach, man. And I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. Man, I'm charged up, man. We're back, and we keep going to new levels with this podcast. Today, I have the pleasure to have a good a good man, a longtime best friend of mine, someone that has been one of the most motivating people I know to pursue his success, man. He's always paved his own way and still paving it. I'm excited to have my brother, the founder and owner of the recently launched social media platform, Rabu's Friends. My brother, Rabu, the architect, Gary. Rabu, what's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Long time coming, man. I'm excited to be on this podcast tonight. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to have you, man. I'm going to be like Stephen A. on here tonight, so. <laughs> oh, okay. so well, so you yeah. uh-huh. I, I don't stop watching Stephen, so if, if you act like, oh, like, like Shannon Sharp. Oh yeah. No, I'm not gonna talk like Shannon. Shannon country. Like I love Shannon though. I, I, I watch it all the time on, on YouTube, man, because I don't get a chance to watch it live. But and I love Shannon too. Yeah, man. But man, thanks so much for taking our time, man. Your busy schedule. I know it's a, a busy time for you with the recent launch, and we'll get into that um shortly about what that launch is all about to let our viewers know what that is and give them the opportunity to uh, jump right in, man. But really what I wanted to do is I really wanted to talk about, um, you know, where it all came from. Like I said, I said, you know, you and our best friends, we've been best friends going back to the ninth grade um, in high school. And, um, you know, what was it like, man? I want, I want the, the listeners to know, you know, I want them to, to hear and understand your progression to where you are now. We'll talk about where you are now, but I think it's important that they know where you came from. So talk about where it all began, man. What challenges did you have growing up in Newark? For those that don't know about Brick City and what challenges that we had, um, our surroundings, our situations, our circumstances, talk to the listeners about that. Wow. You know, I could talk about that for hours. And, um, you know, while we never want to dwell on the past, we definitely never want to forget the shoulders we stand on, okay, and the trials and tribulations that we had to overcome because there are always people listening, people always watching, people always listening, and you can always inspire someone else. But, at, you know, Newark, I think, is like any other inner city, you know, in, in the United States. Uh, it was tough. You know, it was real tough. And, and um, you know, some would say we're miracles because we have a lot of friends, unfortunately, who've uh, passed away. Uh, some of them are incarcerated. And, and I mean, friends, you know, close folks. And, uh, you know, we made it. And, you know, we haven't made it, made it, but... Uh, we've been able to go back and help out. You know, one of my, one of my mentors once said, sometimes you have to, uh, you have to step up to step out to go back and help out. Right. Yeah, it was tough, man. You know how it was, man. I mean, from growing up in areas where cats sold drugs all the time and stole cars and, uh, man, I mean, we could have been a statistic, you know, it, we, we could have been that close into going into another direction. And right. I know, I know your mother talks about it. My mom talks about it every day. You know, they're they're able to pray and they're 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 proud that you know they don't have to call us, you know, from behind bars or you know, 
or they don't have to go visit our cemetery. And I know there's some folks watching. I don't want to sound morbid, uh, but man, it, w- it was tough. Um, but we were, able, we were able to do it. You know, we graduated school. You know, both of us graduated school, went on a, you know, graduate university. I believe you have an MBA or something, a doctor or something like that. I, MBA. I know you, MBA, wonderful. Um, you know, we've been able to um, just grow, man. And, uh, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't easy. I'm not a complainer. I'm not a whiner. But, you know, I was even talking to a friend the other day. You, you know, we both were athletes. He was a quarterback. I was a wide receiver. We both were D-backs. But, you know, I have I, today I'm able to go to all my daughter's basketball games and coach. Well, this is not a knock to my parents, okay? But I never, none of my parents ever attended a basketball game or a football game, you know, or track meet. You know, your dad, you know, may God rest his soul, was the only person of, a, of you know, a family member to me who attended a football game, you know? And so that's interesting. When to, in today's society, you know, most kids, their parents are in the locker rooms darn near, you know, yelling yeah. at the coaches. Yeah. Had that. Got you to know? get thrown out, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, money was always tight. Um, you know, now we weren't on skid row. Now, I know when I lived in Florida, it was tough. But, you know, we were in North, we weren't on skid row. But, you know, things are tight, you know. Um, things were just tight. And, and we could have got caught up in so many things. You know, we didn't, we didn't take that route like some of our friends did to, to sell drugs on the corner or to steal cars and sell cars because that's what kids did. Right. You know? And I don't right. know if we just feared our parents too much. Right. Um, but right. we go in that direction, man. So, right. like I said, right. I could talk about for hours, not, you know, right. to, about our upbringings and what we've been through. Yeah. But I'm glad we're here today. Yeah. And, man, you know, as you were talking, what really just jumped out to me, and, I, and I'm, I'm reminiscing as you're talking, and you've always been a person that when, when, when you set your eyes on something, you go hard. And I remember, like it was yesterday, us – you know, being corporate offices at FedEx Express at North Airport, you working at Enterprise and something happened, something happened in your life. You were introduced to something that changed your life forever. Let's talk about that. What did you get involved in? What really caused you to leave Enterprise? And how did that that opportunity or that experience shape and mold who you are today? Man, you know, at that time, if you remember, I was working full time at Enterprise Rental Car. You were wilding. And full time at Federal Express. Two right. full time jobs. I mean, yeah. I was, and this was like for like a year. Uh-huh. You know? and, and, you know, I remember I, I had to work Enterprise from six in the morning to like seven in the morning to like six, and then be at FedEx at like eight, or seven at night, and then yeah. get off at like five in the morning. Right. Man, I, I was taking showers everywhere. It was crazy. Um, Man, you know, I've always been a hard worker. Um, and at that time, I think I was saving up for a wedding. That's what it was, you know, mm-hmm. because at the time, my family members didn't have enough money to support our wedding. And that yeah. was a $20,000 wedding. So I had to get another full-time job and save that entire check to just yeah. go up and smoke. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, it was funny. While I was at Enterprise, uh, one of my managers, Randy, came up to me and t- uh he he saw me sitting and I was looking in a newspaper mm-hmm. and he thought I was looking for a car. He's like, yo, you're going to be a manager soon. You'll get a company car. I'm like, man, I'm not looking for a car. I'm looking for a part-time job. And he was like, why? And I was like, man, I'm looking to save on some taxes. And he tricked me into going to a network marketing meeting um, mm-hmm. up in Saddlebrook at the Saddlebrook Hilton. And I what walked- was the company? What was the company? At the time, the company was called Prepaid Legal Services. Okay, okay. 
And I remember many of you all supported me and got our services and got the services. <laughs> y'all know I didn't know anything about the law, but all y'all got the membership. Thank God. You know, y'all ain't keeping forever, but everybody got it. But, uh, you know, actually, no, that, I'm sorry. That company was the tax people. The okay. one he used me to was the tax people. Okay. And the tax people, I joined them for $319 and they went out of business the next day. Ooh, okay. And then a year later, um, Diab had mm-hmm. called Al Tariq. And I was right. like, Al Tariq, you know, I would like to introduce you to this company. And Al Tariq was like, that's not my style. Why don't you call Rabu? Right, right, right. He came to my job to rent a vehicle. I was giving him a hookup on the rental, on the rental van because he's going somewhere for that weekend. I think it was Labor Day weekend. And, um, and uh, he asked me, have I ever heard of prepaid legal? And I was like, no. He said, look, man, you can make $10 every time somebody get a legal plan. I like ten dollars. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about anybody I knew. I figured I was going to get rich. Just some folks that I knew. Right. And, uh, man, that's what it started, man. And, and, and I we haven't looked back since. So in, in network marketing, and and I was always an individual. That we had these discussion many times, where I'm a creative person and I like to create systems. But you've done extremely well in the network marketing industry. What type of lessons did you learn and what type of valuable, you know, business strategies have you learned that you incorporate today that, that some people that are in network marketing or not in network, network marketing can pick up on? Well, you know, when you talk about network marketing, a lot of people really doesn't, don't understand how it works. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I have a love-hate relationship with network marketing. Okay. I love it. In some instances, I hate it. Um, only because like anything else that you put your heart and soul to, it requires a tremendous sacrifice. And it's, it's one of the hardest professions on the planet, but it can be the most rewarding, um, especially with time freedom. You know, some of the lessons I've learned is honesty. You know, I remember, man, when I was young, um, even in high school and, and early on in college, for some reason, I don't even know why. I just used to tell lies, okay? You know, little fibs and stuff. I don't know what the heck it was. And I remember, I remember um, Born. Remember the cop Born? Uh-huh. Born said, when I get older, my, my, my kids are going to be sitting on my lap. And they're going to be like, Granddaddy, you still lying? <laughs> so one thing I learned from network marketing, honestly, is to be honest, to yeah. tell the truth. Because um, if you lie about something small, you're going to lie about something big. And I know, you know, lying is something that should not lying is something that should be taught at home. And I was chastised as a kid or whatever, but my brain was so creative. I used to just make up stuff. But network marketing taught me, man, to be honest, uh, to be upfront, to be compassionate, be first to ask for forgiveness. But it also taught me a hustle strategy, you know, to always work hard. You know, people may have more talent than you. You know, people may have more more, more experience, more degrees, but if you outwork people, you know, not about competing, but if yeah. you worked hard, you'd win. And yeah. so, and, and it taught me, man, how to brand myself, how to market myself. I know you remember the days when I was out on every street corner, you name passing out flyers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> people laughing at me, calling me Calvin from McDonald's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it was what it was, man. It, I, I would say this again, the reason why, again, I have a love hate relationship with the industry is because it's the hardest thing to really get off the ground. But again, once you get it off the ground, um, it can be very, very rewarding. And um, it's been amazing for us. Yeah. You know, when you talk about success, you know, I'll be, I, I'm a firm believer that, 
you know, success is unique and it's specific to each and every one of us. What looks, what, what success is for you is maybe different for me. It's all depending on what your goals are and, and, and what your, your aspirations are. But you've been from day one, again, you've always been a person to pave his own way. And just recently, April 1st, I mean, I, you know, when, when you came to me and you shared this thought, when you shared this idea that you just launched on April 1st, April I told second. you that it, it was a home. I'm sorry. April, April 2nd, 2nd. April 2nd. It was a home run. Talk to me about the social media platform that you just marched on April 2nd. Rabu's Friends. Talk to us about that. Okay, well, Rabu's Friends uh, is something that I've dreamed about since we were younger, uh, maybe even younger than that. And it was to do something that we all could win with. You know, think about it. I remember when, you know, both of us, we used to sell cars. We used to go buy them from the auction, you know, and just sell them. I was just telling somebody and they down on the down here, down South Jersey. I just was telling somebody about that the other day. Oh, my God. And so we used to we, we used to do these things so all of us could win. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, come do this with us. Come do this with us. And so it's always been that way. You know, as a kid, you know, you know, what's interesting. I've never lived on my own. You know, I went from living with my parents, with grandma, you know, the college, then moving to Georgia King Village with Sabu and Brina. And yeah. I've never lived by myself. So I, I can never, I, I, I've never learned. I've always been a person to want to make sure that we all win. Right. And so when I came up with um, Rabu's Friends, it was designed to help people win because that's all I know how to do. And I don't believe it's cool if you're winning by yourself. Right. You know? And so Rabu Friends was designed to help people master three things because I believe in business. There are three things that you need. And you've done a great job at this as well. One is you have to be able to market and brand yourself, you know, and, but most people don't know how to market and brand themselves. Okay. Um, and it's not only, it doesn't mean throwing advertising dollars to it and things of that nature. There's, there's things to do. Number, number two, you need to have someone to follow, someone to mentor. I know you probably don't get a lot of chance to spend time with them, but I know somebody that you follow and, and you model after is Eric Thomas, you know, job dude. So you have to follow somebody, especially if that person has a vested interest in you. That even makes it better. Right. And then number three, you know, Rabu Friends was put together because I've developed a large network over years and I want to give people a head start because right. the reality, if I have a big network and I, and I love your platform, you know, your Dreamcatchers platform, now you get to share with the network that I've developed. You know, I've, 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 because of a book, you know, let me grab the book real quick and I'm not promoting the book, but because of, you know, this book I co-authored, because of a couple of network marketing companies, because of um, a printing company I'm a co-owner with, because of some other businesses, I've developed like 300,000 contacts, whether they're customers, friends, and partners. So now I can open my 300,000 contacts to a person who joins Rabu Friends who don't have a network at all. Right. So now they can market their tools, their wares, their books, their services, their music. If they're an artist, now they can take advantage of my network. Right. It won't end with my network because people like you are going to join. You're going to bring your network and other right. people are going to bring their networks. And at this and at this rate, everybody's going to win. Right. You see, because I understand that the biggest thing in business is having a network. And if they if the people who join Rabu Friends and they don't have a network, then, hey, you could you could ride on my back because I have one for you. Right. And right. So that's the purpose of it, man. And, I, and I'm loving it. And people are loving it, too. 
So talk to me, um, this Rabu's Friends, who is it for and what will it do for people? Wonderful. So let's say you're a startup. It's, it's, for, it's for two type of people in particular. If you're a small business owner, whether you're brick and mortar, you know, whether you have a, a location, mm-hmm. you can be in real estate, you can be a painter, you can be a dance instructor, a basketball coach, whatever. Whatever you do that you're trying to get out there, it's for you. Right. It is also for that person who's tired of darn, tired of the negativity and they're looking for a safe place where they could promote themselves, when they can talk, when right. they ask questions. Because, you know, it's interesting, right? If I, I remember, you know, you just um, posted some pictures of Addie. I think it's around her birthday, right? right? And when you posted those pictures, it was so many likes. Like, 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 right? right. But if you post a picture sometime about business, you might get one like. Right. You know, and so, and not but, to but, but oftentimes we, we see people posting somebody getting jumped in school and it's like 55, it's the most ignorant thing ever. Exactly. And it's, it's frustrating. It's oh, frustrating. Man. I'm glad you said that. Go ahead. So how do we, you found a way to filter that. That's right. That's right. See, Rabu Friends, we also have an inner social network called Our Frenzy. I okay. have it here, so. Our frenzy. We'll maybe we'll have a chance to look at it, and that's a little picture. I know the people in the podcast they can't hear it. Nice, nice. <laughs> but um, our frenzy is a social media platform where there's no negativity. Okay. So there's no think about. It. Sometime I'm on Facebook. Like today I was on Facebook and I was about to post something, and 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 as soon as I got on Facebook, it popped across the screen that it was a mass shooting in California with some lady at Yahoo shot up some folks. I was in a groove, and out of nowhere, boom! Now we're human. That one glimpse of that mass shooting, because I'm human, I'm not a droid, I don't pump, you know, oil and ice water out my veins, it got my attention and it took me off of where I was at that point. Right. And that's okay for Facebook, that's okay for Instagram, that's okay for these other social platforms, but in our frenzy, that's not allowed. There's no news, there's no debate in politics, there's no competition, there's no jealousy. You, you post good words, you post good quotes, it's a place for someone like you, Algernon, who's always posting inspirational things. It's a place that we want that. Right. And I believe people really want that. But sometimes right. the TV and the media, and, and I don't want to be judgmental, but the, 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 the what is those, those, those reality TV shows where people are acting ratchet and all this other stuff, people gravitate to that. Yeah. And I, it's not doing anything for them. No. It's not helping not them be their best them. Right. You know, so I'm trying to, I know I won't eliminate it all, but I know in this platform, people will have a better chance to succeed because their mind will be filled with people like you. Right. You know, and other people who are going to get inspirational information and give them the how-tos on how to build their business. Right, right. You know, so. So so that's good, man. You know, what I really, what I want to talk about now, and I want to get back to Rabu's friends is I want to talk to the listeners about paving their own way. Now, obviously, you've done it through network marketing, and now you've come up with this idea, this brilliant concept um, for the social media platform. How can one that's looking to get out the rat race, that's looking to change the game in their own world, in their own life, how can they, what strategies or what tips can you give them, him or her, on how they could pave their own way? Can they do they do they connect with their with their ideas, their vision, I mean, with their gifts, their talents, and abilities? 
Do they start to journal? What did you do and what do you recommend for them? Perfect. I started to follow people. I started to read books. I know we and I, we were setting up some stuff before we started and I had to type some things, you know, darn well I can't spell. (laughs) But I can't spell and I'm not trying to spell. But, you know, I started to read books. As I sit here in my office, I remember the first book I ever read cover to cover was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And remember when me, you, Dan, and Al Tariq and Sabu, we, we made, well, Dan and Al Tariq brought the idea of Yenam. Oh, Yenam, 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 yeah. And we would all get together and I was clowning them. They're talking about reading books. I'm, like, I'm not reading no damn books. No. <laughs> and I, and I, was tw- I, I was a college graduate and I never read a book cover to cover. So I thought it was corny. So, so what helped me, Algernon, to, to pave my own way was to say, wait a minute. I've heard that leaders are readers. And I started to read anything I could get my hands on. It's all not to be cliche, it was always like I was locked up in jail, you know, because when you're in jail, you can't do nothing but read. I never yeah. been there, but that's what I hear. You know, so I just started to read. And you know, as I sit here in my office, I have books. I have books, and I mean I have audios amongst audios and tapes and audios and audios. And I spent every day, 15 minutes of a day. That's all it took me. 15 minutes of a day reading something inspirational. I didn't, I didn't take 10 hours. I didn't take 20 hours. I was very disciplined. And for 15 minutes of a day, I would open up a book in the morning. Like the book I'm reading now, again, for like maybe the 20th time, is The Science of Success. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an amazing book. Whenever I embark on something new in my life, I consume this book. And um, that's what I started to do. I started, I started to live vicariously through other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of autobi- I read a lot of um, autobiographies, a lot of them, because I want to hear how people won, and that inspired me. And that's why, you know, Rabu Friends and Our Friends is in place because people need to hear your story. Maybe they don't want to pick up a book. Well, in this platform, you get to tell your story. Maybe they're more auditory, and they can hear your story. It inspires them. So that's what did it for me, man. I don't believe there's anything new under the sun. I do believe I stand on strong shoulders. And so what paved my way was just was just engulfing everybody else's story because I figured somebody's story was going to resonate with me. Right. You know, and then that's that's what it that's that's what has kept me really focused, laser focused, because I hear all these stories of success. And I say, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Right. So and for and for those listeners, I'm the dude that still hates to read. It puts me to sleep, but, but I'm an audio guy. So for those that are listening, maybe you're not the reading type. Maybe you spend a lot of time in the road, but audio books are a great resource um, for you to, you know, just if there's something that, that you want to get, like Rabu just um, suggested a book. If you want to get that, they also have that in the audio version. So don't let your, um, your lack of reading, your dislike of reading prevent you from gaining the knowledge that you need so you can pave your own way. Um, so you initiated this idea, this, um, man, cause this thing is elaborate. Let's just jump back into this. Like this thing, when you showed me this thing and you drilled down, all I could do was just smile. Cause I'm like, like, this is crazy. I'm like looking at you like, yo, you thought about all this? Like you by yourself, like how long did it take for you to take this thing to idea because I know over the last few weeks, whatever you've been, you've been pushing, you've been grinding to get this thing launched out on April 2nd. So how long did it actually take for you to come up with this concept? And this is 
for the listeners, when you have an idea, when you have a concept, what do you do to bring that or bring it to fruition? You first have to write it down. Good. Um, I meditate a lot. I take a lot of showers. Like yesterday before we went live, I took three showers, literally. Um, water is my space. You know, we're, we're now planning on a pool and an endless pool, a jacuzzi, what have you. I need water. I don't know what their need is out there, but I need water, okay? And so, um, you know, I'll stay in the shower for about an hour and a half because nobody bothers me. It's quiet. I come out looking like a raisin. I don't care, okay? But that's what I do. I meditate, and I meditate in a place where, where I'm able to lock out the world, and that helps me focus, it's so, it's so serene. And I need that. But everybody needs that focus. You know, I'm going to be in Aruba next month in May. I'll right. be a guest speaker at an event called Focus for a week. And it's all around focus. A gentleman named Dino Love. Hey, I'd love for you to interview him. You'll love this guy. He's, he's phenomenal. So Dino Love has invited me out. And another uh, uh, author written a book called um, Never Settle. His name is Trevor Scott, an incredible relationship book. Sherry's going to be out there as well. And we get to talk to people about focus. Because a lot of folks just, they're, they're scatterblot. They're everywhere in the media and the TVs and everything will keep you going all like this. And all it takes is like 15 minutes, 20 minutes to just shut out the world and focus. You right. make a rat race. A lot right. of people can't focus because they come home, they eat, they get with the kids, watch maybe some TV, may have a glass of wine or something, go to sleep. May, if, they're old, if they're 40 like me, go to the bathroom two or three times in the night. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but they get up and then they do that thing over and over and over again. And, and it's so hard to focus unless they deliberately take out that time to focus, man. So. What's the best time of day for you to focus and take that time? Do you take it out in the morning, during the course of the day in the shower, like you said? Or is it at night when you unwind? What's the best and most effective time you think? For me, it's the mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. No matter what time I go to sleep, and I, I took this course, it's called ISA. I, I took it, um, it was a major personal development course for me. I think Anthony Robbins had been to this course. To, um, it's a great course. And at this course, they talked to me about the importance of jumping out of bed. And I learned how to wake up without an alarm clock. And a lot of people do this, they don't know they do it. You set your alarm for like 7.20, but you wake up like 7.18. Right. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's crazy. And I learned to do it. It's a way to learn to do that. And so mornings are good for me because I literally can wake up when I want to. Right. So I wake up after I'm finished sleeping. I don't have an alarm clock. You know, thank God I own, you know, together co-owning and owning about eight businesses now. So I don't have to answer to anyone. There's nothing wrong with a job. Make no mistake about it. I'm pro jobs. But um, my time is my time. So I get yeah. to wake up when I feel like waking up. And the best time for me to focus, man, is in the morning. I'm a, I love the sun. You, you know, I don't got any curtains in my darn house. So, you know, I love the sun. Right, right, right. Cool, cool. So what's next, Rabu? Man, what's next? Al, whatever's next will always, always, always involve the betterment of mankind. Um, my mother wants me to run for office. I'm like, no, okay, so I'm not. Office for some type of office down in, down in DC. Man, listen, she wants. She said, why don't you run for the Senate? I said, no, they yeah. can. Told <laughs> me about that too. Uh, what's next? Um, 
man, you know, I have a 10 year plan. Mm -hmm. So I have a 10 year plan. And part of my plan is to become a major philanthropist um, to give back to schools. I want to start a couple of schools. Um, I think in my neighborhood, if everything pans out right, I live in a very well-to-do neighborhood, but for some reason the budget is messed up and they don't have a track. So my goal is possibly buy the track for the school next year. And um, that'll probably cost maybe half a million dollars or so. So that's in my immediate plans. But um, what's next? Um, maybe start a school or university for, you know, not only underprivileged kids, okay, but some of these privileged kids, all right? And, and to have a conversation with them from a young age, what it's like to be underprivileged and teach the kids who are underprivileged you know, what it's like to be privileged. Cause thank God now I'm in both places when it comes right. to economics, right? Not, right. not ethnicity, but economics. Right. So that's the goal, man. I have a good friend, you know, new he's uh he works for the, um, the KIPP Academy right now. He just got a big promotion. He runs all the new programs at the KIPP Academy. And so maybe down the line, I'll connect with him, but it has to do with children. Um, uh, you know, I'm thinking about maybe being a basketball coach, you know, because I'm learning the game a whole bunch. So it's a lot on the plate next. You know, I can't stand still. I always got stuff to do. You right, know? right, right, right. That's all <laughs> of us, man. So, yeah, man. So what should, so we're going to drill down. We're going to get ready to wrap up, man. But quick answers, quick an answers. What's your favorite artist, hip-hop artist? Biggie. I listen to him Biggie. almost every day. Okay. Favorite book? Favorite book, The Science of Getting Rich. This okay. book, it's called The Science of Success, but in the book, it's three books in one, and it's The Science of Getting Rich. Um, it's an amazing book, and, it's, and, and it talks about why God wants you to be rich. And people, some people, and the reason why this is my favorite book, Al, because a lot of people listen to scriptures, and, and they talk about money is wrong, yeah. all that money's wrong, and stuff like that. And they're subliminally planted to think the Robin Hood philosophy, steal from the rich and get to the poor. No, the reason why I'm able to do a lot, if you're a bad person, you get somebody money, they're going to be a better person. But if you're a good person, you put some money in their hand, they're going to do good things. So right. the science of getting rich has really helped me be able to be a servant for more people. Gotcha, gotcha. That's my favorite book. What's your favorite hip hop song? Favorite hip hop song of all time? Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> it's a lot out there. Um, um, <laughs> Players Anthem. Play okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you is, heard it. Huh? virgin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you heard it here on the Dream Talk podcast. My man, Rabu Gay Rabu, thank you so much for taking time out to be on this podcast. Guys, we hope that you were inspired. We hope you were empowered. Man, let's get it. 2018, pave your way. Rabu, if they want to get in contact with you, how can they reach you, brother? Well, first of all, Al, you know, I know you have a good following and I want your following to know that I know, you know, now you're part of Rabu Friends. You know, you, you, you'll you have a website there and so on and so forth. And I know that you believe in this and you'll help people join this community. So if you're watching the podcast tonight, Algernon Hall is a good person. You know, I co-sign for him. Um, I would, I'm going to say to you guys tonight, I want you to go, to go to this website. I'll read it out to everybody. It's Rabu Friends. So it's Rabu's like my shirt. <laughs> Someone's like, why you got your name on your shirt? You don't know your name? No. But <laughs> Rabu's Friends, okay, slash when, W-I-N, slash Algernon Hall. So Rabu's Friends, dot com slash win w i n 
slash Algernon Hall. So I'll say it one more time, robusfriends.com slash win slash Algernon Hall. Now I want you guys to go there. I want you to join. I want you to become one of our friends, okay? We, we want you We want you in this network because we know that you can help more people. And if you ever want to reach out to me, uh, I'm on Facebook, inbox me. I get back to everybody. You know, it's interesting. People are like, how do you get back to everybody? I just do it. You know, so Al, they can reach me on Facebook if they chose to. And, um, you know, I chat with folks from time to time, you know, as much as I can. Awesome, awesome. Check it out, guys. You got a business, whether you're a starter, whether you're a brick and mortar, advertise your business, get involved in this community so people can find you. You can, um, you can create your own video so people know who you are, know about your products, your services. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal platform. Let's get going so we can go to the next level and pave our way. Man, thanks so much for tuning in for this episode of the Dreams, Dream Talk Podcast. Man, we see you next time. Peace. You've been listening to the Dream Talk Podcast with Algernon Hall. For more information, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to the Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and leave a review for this podcast. Be sure to come back next week and join me for the Dream Talk Podcast with Algernon Hall, where we dream, believe, and make history. Special thanks to Jubilee Children's Entertainment, LLC, for all of your character educational needs from pre-K to 12th grade. Also, uh, finaldraftdesign.com for graphic design and web development. Lovetraveling.com for luxury travel deals and airfare. And last but not least, Kayla Creator for marketing and great advertisement. This episode is produced, engineered, and recorded by Reggie Dupree of finaldraftdesign.com.